Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we hear so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey there, welcome to episode 222 of the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm just going to jump right into it. Today's topic is a bit of a hot button topic because we're talking about AI and the use of AI. We've seen it all over the place. I mean, it is everywhere right now. But what is this actually, what role does it have, I guess, in our business? Because I've been doing a lot of thinking about what does this mean for my business? How do I plan to use it? I mean, almost every platform that I am utilizing within my business is somehow using AI technology. And it has this feeling of like, oh, is this just another trend? Or is this going to be the new like Google, the new thing that eventually everybody has just become part of their daily lives? And what are the implications of it? So let's dive into it. Let's let's talk about it. Um, and this is literally just me kind of sharing my thoughts, my ideas. I would love to hear your thoughts and ideas about this. I will probably post about this over on Facebook and Instagram. I want to get your feedback. So please let me know your thoughts as well. So as we go into it, I want to start by kind of talking a little bit about where I'm seeing the most use of AI right now when it comes to entrepreneurs. So one of the things I'm seeing primarily came up with this idea of chat GPT. And there were tons of mixed emotions about, should we be using it? Is it ethical? Is it even like legitimate? Like what, what is the purpose here with this chat GPT? And I will say that I, I dove in, I was like, no, this is amazing. And I still use it on a regular basis. It's, I think it's an incredible tool. Um, now am I using it to like the full powers of its being? No, um, it terrifies me to, to think about the full powers of AI. However, it is a really beneficial tool. And if you're not using it, I do encourage you to go back and listen to um, an episode. Let me find really quickly what episode that was. And I will link to it down in the show notes as well. But I recorded an episode a while back, um, episode 198, Create More Content in Less Time with AI Technology, where I went through and kind of live demoed chat GPT. And I went through and I talked about how like I was able to create like five pieces of content in less than five minutes, whether it was, I think I did a blog post, a social media post, an email, um, uh, like a subject line for the email. I can't remember what else I created. There were four or five things I created within that one thing around one topic. So it was basically taking a piece of content and repurposing it within five minutes to all these different, um, platforms and capabilities. And so for that person, I mean, for that purpose, AI is super powerful. So I will say that a pro of AI technology right now is that it is going to greatly decrease the amount of time that you are spending on something. And I will give you a couple of examples of how I have used this 
just within the last week in my business. So the first one I mentioned already was kind of for content creation. So when I am creating content, let's say for Instagram, a lot of times what I will do is I will take an idea and I will put it into chat GPT. Okay, hold on. Before I go any further, I just thought of something I wanted to share with you about this that's really key and important. So I'm going to pause. I'm going to back it up a little bit and we're going to kind of talk about this for a second. One of the things that I've heard people say a lot when it comes to using things like ChatGPT or any of these other AI sort of platforms is it's like, oh, it just gives me this like generic response. It's not giving me something that really pertains to my business. And the thing is with AI is you are the one inputting the information in. And when I first started using ChatGPT primarily, I was just kind of randomly going in and giving it like these sort of blanket like prompts. Um, like I might say something sort of similar to, um, you know, like create a social media post. Um, I was going to try to open it up and see if I could pull up an actual like question that I've asked it recently. Um, so I might pull it up. And I might say, okay, um, create a, uh, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Um, Okay. So for this one, I think I had said, um, create a social media post on the topic. Don't compare yourself to strangers on the internet. Okay. That was the question I gave or the query that whatever that I gave it. And it gave me a pretty decent, but it was not, I mean, it was fine. It wasn't great. It was like, okay, but I could make it a little bit better. And then I asked it to give me a hook and a call to action for the same thing. And it was fine. But again, it, wasn't specific to like my audience. It wasn't in my voice. It didn't have my same sort of personality to it. I was going to have to go and do a lot of tweaking to it. Well, then I, and I was getting a little frustrated. I was like, okay, I, I mean, this is helpful and it's going to give me a couple of pieces to kind of work from, but I'm still having to do the work. And that's what I see a lot of people complaining about is they're like, well, it's just not in my voice or it's not matching my style. And so I don't see how this is going to really save me time if I'm having to constantly go back and like edit and redo all the content. So here's the change that I made. Here's what I did differently. Because when you're in chat GPT, and if you haven't used it, I encourage you to go try it out, but you can continue using the same thread over and over and over again, and just expanding on the thread. And as you're doing that, instead of starting a new um, like question box or a new thread every single time is you can create one thread. Let's say you even have like one particular product or service, create one sort of like chat AI thread inside of chat GPT. And as you're continually like using it, it's learning more and more about what you want. And it's kind of using the past parts of the chat to generate. So the more you use it, the better it's going to get. However, what I also did is I went in, I got this from another Instagrammer that I saw doing this. I was like, this is genius. And it has greatly helped. So I wrote into chat. I said, in a minute, I'm going to ask you to write some copy for my business. This is going to include blog content, Instagram posts, and sales emails. Before we begin, I want you to fully understand my business and my customers. Please ask me 20 clarifying questions about my business, customers, audience, and anything else you need in order to complete the task to the best of your ability. 
Now, if you want a copy of that exact like question or that block, um, along with some of my like top chat GT GPT AI um, content creation tips, I want you to go down to the show notes. I've got a little freebie there for you where you can get that exact phrase. You can plug it in, copy paste it, plug it in chat GPT. Um, and then I'll have some other tips in there as well. So you can go grab those down in the show notes. Now, what happened is chat GPT, oh my gosh, chat GPT came back and said, sure, I'd be happy to ask you some questions to better understand your business customers and audience. Please provide as much information as possible for each question. So it gave me the 20 questions and it came, I mean, it gave me things like, what's the name of your business? Obviously, what products do you offer? What's your unique selling proposition? Um, what sets you apart from your customers? Who is your target audience? What are the main challenges or pain points that they face? Um, what are some key benefits of your product or service? Um, do you have any existing customer testimonials? Are there any specific keywords or phrases that you want to focus on? Uh, do you have a specific tone or style of communication? Should it be formal, casual, friendly, professional, etc.? Um, Let's see, provide a brief overview of your brand's visual identity. This will help me align the copy with your brand's aesthetics. Um, Are there any particular call to actions you would like to include? So what I did is I took those 20 questions, I copied them, I put them in a Word document, and then I fully answered them to the best of my ability. I took my time and I really went into like filling out as much content as I could. Then I came back and I pasted them in there and it gave me, it said, thank you for providing detailed answers about Girl Means Business. Based on the information you provided, I will now proceed to create tailored copy for your business, including blog content, Instagram, sales, emails, etc. Um, and then it just gives you the disclaimer. Like their responses are generated by the model or simulated and should be reviewed and revised as needed. Um, so then I was able then to continue. I mean, I could scroll for a long time on this one because I've gone through and used it a lot. But because it has kind of taken all the information that I have given it, it can now use that information when creating content for my business. So a quick example is I put in there that my tone is very casual, conversational. Um, I like to add in like humor and, um, you know, clever little puns and, and clips and titles and things like that. And I mean, I worded it obviously much better than that, but I essentially said like, this is my personality and now, when I put in a question, I say, hey, create um, an email around this topic, it will write it much more closely to my actual tone of voice. And I can come back and say, rewrite that, make it a little bit less um, funny and a little more just conversational. And it will, it's slowly learning, like, oh, okay, we want to balance. And the more I use this thread, the more specific and the more tailored it gets to my actual brand. And so when we're using AI in this for the purpose of creating content, I highly recommend that if you're using ChatGPT, instead of starting a new chat every single time, title your chat with, you know, maybe it's just the one particular, like you have a different chat for every a service you provide or every product you offer, or maybe you just have one general one for your business. And then everything you do, put it under that chat. That way it's constantly learning about your business. If you're just using it as a one-off thing, it's not going to have that personal feel. It's not going to feel like your specific brand because it hasn't learned your specific brand. 
It doesn't know you yet. Um, the other thing that you can do that I was reading about in a book about ChatGPT, which is crazy that they already have these out there, but they do. People jump on things so fast. And he was saying that one of the things he likes to do is he likes to go in and say, um, create as. So he'll say like, create a blog post as a, you know, an expert in the photography, family portrait photography industry, blah, 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 blah. And that also kind of helps tell a little bit more specifically about like what type of person the content's coming from versus who it's going to. I personally still like to go back to the idea of creating just the one thread where I've now given chat GPT all of my information. They use that to create the content. It uses it. I don't know what it is, whatever. So, um, okay. Back to what I was saying. How have I used AI and specifically chat GPT in my business in just the last week? So what I was looking to do, first of all, was create content. And I had a list of some content topics, just kind of broad general topics. And I knew that I wanted to create at least three pieces of content on each topic. I wanted to create um, a blog post, an email, and a social media post. Um, Sometimes a podcast episode I'll throw in there as well if I'm going to do a podcast episode on that topic as well. But for this particular one, I was doing just those three, the blog post, the email, and the uh, social media post. So I usually start with the long format piece of content first, which is the blog post. So I'm using the same thread inside of ChatGPT where I've already had it learn my business. So I go in there and I will say, okay, I need you to create a blog post for me that is, and I typically will give it like a word count. I'll say like around, I don't know, 500 words. I really don't even remember how many words I tell it to be, but somewhere between probably 500 and 800 words. Um, cause I don't like my blog post to be super long and wordy. And so I'll say, give me a 500 word blog post, um, on the topic of, um, repurposing your content so that you can avoid creating new content all the time. And it will provide me with a blog post and then I'll say, okay, take that blog post and turn it into an email to send out to my audience, keep it short and sweet. And it will get me like a four paragraph, three paragraph, four paragraph email. And then I'll say, okay, now take the same content and turn it into a Instagram caption. Um, or I'll sometimes I would say an Instagram carousel, like give me the slides and it will give me like slide one, slide two, three, four, like a, give me a seven slide carousel post for Instagram. Um, and so I'm doing all of this inside of that post. So I'm not having to really tweak it a whole lot, but I will go and tweak it some. So I'll go back to the blog post. I will take the blog post. I will copy it, put it into my blog post editor. Um, and then I'll go through and kind of and proofread it and like reword a few things or change some of the things that don't necessarily feel like my voice. Typically what I've found, especially since I've started using this like single post um, inside the single chat inside of chat GPT is that I don't have to modify it as much as I used to. So I'm only changing like maybe a tiny little bit, um, or adding in like little sidebars. Sometimes I like to put things in parentheses and make them like little funny, you know, sarcastic comments or emojis. Um, and so I just go in and I do that. Then I take the same thing with the email. I grab the email, I put it into my email editor. Um, again, I just do a quick little proofread, make any little tweaks I need to make, add it in, whatever else I want to add to the email, whether it's a link to something, um, a button, you know, latest episode for the podcast. And then I schedule that. And then same thing with 
the social media post. I'll take it and I'll put it into a carousel post or I'll put it into a caption for Instagram. I schedule it and I'm done. And so the creation part of that was so beneficial because if I had sat there and written out a blog post and email and a carousel post, it would have taken me like a couple of hours because I don't really enjoy that part of my business. I'm not, I don't enjoy sitting down and writing content like that. And so to have that part done so that then I can kind of personalize a little bit and then it's, it's done, it's ready to go. And I could do that three or four times in a day and I've got my content for the next week or even sometimes for the next two weeks. And so the fact that I can do that and save so much time makes AI incredibly powerful. As a one woman show here, I don't have a team of people doing things for me. This is super beneficial. Now, the flip side of that is I have seen some conversations around the idea of, well, is AI going to take jobs away from people? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. And my thought on that is, this is just my personal opinion, is that I don't know that it's going to necessarily replace jobs when it comes to the entrepreneur space. Um, now, and I'm not going to get into the, the impacts of AI on like bigger corporations or larger, you know, concepts. I'm just talking about as a solopreneur, I do not believe that AI is going to take away jobs. I would still hire somebody if I'm going to do a big product launch and I need someone to help me with, you know, creating a series of, you know, um, sales emails or to create a sales funnel, I'm still going to hire a person that I can have conversations with who, you know, has a little bit more of like the personality behind it, the human touch behind it. That's not going anywhere. Now, if that person that I hire has experience using AI to help them make the process quicker and smoother, then yes, I feel like they're going to have an advantage actually. So where I don't believe that AI is going to take jobs away necessarily in the solo entrepreneur space, I do believe that if you have the capability of using AI, it's going to give you a little bit of an edge. It's kind of like the story I tell about my parents with marketing in their their business. If they had stayed with the idea of like, no, we're just going to advertise in the phone book, and they never moved into like creating a website or getting an email address or doing digital marketing when that came along or social media. If they had never evolved with the technology, 
then they would eventually have become outdated and no longer relevant. You have to stay up to date with technology. You have to know what's going on. Does that mean that you have to like pivot your business to make it all about AI? Absolutely not. But I do think that it's beneficial to have that knowledge and to have the capabilities of saying like, okay, I'm going to make this something that I want to know more about and utilize in my business to give me that advantage over my competition. Okay, I got a little a little sidetracked on that last little like soapbox there, but I also really quickly before we wrap up this episode have two more things I want to talk about when it comes to AI. The first one is using AI outside on other platforms besides ChatGPT. I know that ChatGPT has been like the primary um talking point or the platform I'm trying to say here. It's been the primary platform a lot of conversations have been around. How to use ChatGPT or ChatGPT3 or whatever they're, you know, it's being called. However, so many different platforms are utilizing AI and will help you to utilize AI in your business. So one example is Canva. I know a lot of you listening, myself included, love using Canva. It's where I create all my social graphics. I create lead magnets and PDFs and presentations, all the things, everything gets made inside of Canva. And Canva has a magic write feature now. They have, it's using AI tools to help you create graphics and content inside of Canva. And so utilizing that part of your platform can be super helpful as well. Because again, you're not having to like go outside of of Canva and head to, you know, ChatGPT or another platform that's using AI to get the content, put it into, and then, you know, convert it into Canva and like create your graphic and add your content. You can do it all kind of inside of that one platform. Another place that I'm using AI is within my podcast hosting site. So I use Buzzsprout, love Buzzsprout, and they have a new feature called co-host AI. And I started utilizing it for the first time two episodes ago. And what it does is, and it costs a little bit more each month. I think it's like $10 extra a month. But what it does is when I upload the episode, so for example, this episode, when I go to upload, upload it into Buzzsprout, it's going to automatically run it through the co-host AI. And that's going to give me title suggestions. So how should I title this episode for best like SEO searchability? So what it's doing is essentially it's reading the audio and then it's turning it into a title. It's also giving me show notes. So it's creating like a little three or four paragraph show notes to put in there. Again, optimized for SEO and searchability, which is something I've been terrible at. Like my show notes are usually just awful. If I'm being real, they're terrible. So using this, you know, new co-host AI, my show notes are way better. And then it also creates a full transcript with chapter markers in my audio and in the transcript. And so if I have a guest interview, like last week's episode was a guest interview. The transcript, I can go in and it'll ask me the very first thing when I pull up the transcript is who's the host, who's the guest. And I put our names in and then inside the transcript, it will delineate between Kendra is talking versus, you know, comedy is talking. And then I can take that transcript, copy it, put it into a blog post or put it wherever I want it so that I'm getting again that SEO boost, that content is now on my website to grab, to drive traffic. All of that 
took less than five minutes from me uploading the audio. It generated all of that for me, sent me an email saying your content's now ready. I went in, I like tweaked a couple of things. I picked the title that I gave me like six different titles. And if I didn't like any of those, I could ask for new ones. I picked the one I liked. I think I maybe changed one word of it. And then same thing with the, um, the show notes. I got my transcript. I got my chapter markers and I hit schedule and it was so easy. I didn't have to sit there and go, what's a catchy title for this podcast? I've already, it's like AI related, but like, how do I make it stand out and be something people want to listen to? And then how do I turn that into show notes without just like basically like repeating everything I said in the podcast? It's doing it all for me. So that is a great feature. If you are already utilizing specific platforms in your business, I want you to look and see how they are starting to integrate AI to make your use of their platform even more enjoyable along with more productive. I think that's one of the benefits we're going to see with a lot of AIs. It's going to be integrated into things we're already using to make our the process and, and um, our productivity even better. Now, the second, technically I guess the third thing, the last thing I want to talk about here is what I'm seeing from AI in the photography space. So this is photography specific. I am in a lot of photography groups. I run a very large, or I'm co-run, sort of run, a large photography group in the Dallas area. And I started seeing about three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, um, a lot of people posting pictures that they had edited with the new Photoshop AI feature. And immediately I was like, oh, this feels dangerous. <laughs> um, because this is one of those things where I will talk all day long about the benefits of AI there are definite drawbacks to AI and there are definite things we are going to have to be very cautious around when it comes to AI. Um, like I know a lot of schools are already saying like, we're going to have to go back to written, um, essay tests because students are just having AI write their papers for them. Um, you know, we're going to have to change up how we do things in that sense. So yeah, there's a lot of, you know, learning curves, I guess you could say as with comes with any new technology. The problem I have with, well, the problems, I have a couple, with the Photoshop AI piece, my first and foremost is it just feels like you're faking it. It feels, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just it feels like how social media felt for a while when you would go on and everything looked so perfect. You were like, there's no way. And to be honest, I can see a lot of social media influencers utilizing this feature because what it does. So let's say you have, if you haven't played with it or you haven't seen it or you're not in the photography space, let me just kind of explain what it does. So you upload a photo. Let's say it's a picture of a mom and two kids and they are walking in like a grassy field. Um, and here, like in Texas, we don't have pretty scenery. It's flat. You may get a tree line. You may get a lake here and there, but it's not like anything spectacular. So maybe you have a picture of a mom and her two kids and they're just walking through like this park grassy field. You can take it into Photoshop AI and you can tell it, 
create a mountain scene behind the people. Ever. And then all of a sudden that same photo now looks like they're walking through a field of wildflowers in the mountains. And if I'm being honest, a lot of them look very realistic. There are some that you kind of go, oh, okay. But there are some that you go, wow, I mean, it's pretty amazing. And my problem I have with that is one, I can see a lot of influencers utilizing this in a really negative way of them being like, oh yeah, I'm going to post pictures of me in all these exotic places and doing all, going to all these cool spots when really it's just them against like a white backdrop. And then they have AI Photoshopped themselves into whatever scene they want. And yes, that could all have been done in Photoshop prior if you had the content. So if you had the mountain scene and the wildflowers and you took the painstaking time it took to make that look realistic, yes, you could do that. Most photographers were not spending that amount of time to do that before AI allowed it to happen in a matter of seconds or minutes. As a consumer and as a photographer, the problem I have with this too is that that is not what my, my clients have paid me to do. My clients have hired me to take their photos in said location. So again, I live in Texas. Let's just say they've hired me to take their pictures um, at this local park that's got a really pretty, like we have one, it's on a lake. It's like rocky cliffs overlooking a lake, a really beautiful spot for pictures. Well, if they've hired me to take their pictures at this rocky cliff side, lake, you know, side cliff, and then I Photoshop in like waves crashing up on the cliffs, they're going to be like, well, that's not where we were. And I don't want to put that out there because people are going to be like, well, where's that location? Well, it's Photoshopped. (laughs) So I just, I'm not quite sure what the purpose of this like AI Photoshop piece is yet. Um, I've seen some people using it to change the clothing that their clients are wearing in a photo. Now, to be fair, a lot of the ones that I have seen have all been around people just playing around with it. They're not actually sending these to their clients. They're just kind of taking a client photo and playing around with the feature. But I have a lot of questions and concerns around the purpose of utilizing this such tool for Photoshop purposes. Um, So I don't know. I'm curious to know from the photographers listening, what are your thoughts on it? Um, do you plan to maybe include this in your sessions? If so, I would love to know like what your, um, process is on that. And then you go into the legality side of it. Like, are we, you know, if you change so much of your photo, how much of that photo is still yours? And at what point does it not become yours anymore or your clients? It becomes something completely different because you're using other people's property to create the photo you're creating. Um, lots of questions lots of things still up in the air just as a whole when it comes to AI and the applications of it. Um, so of course here on the podcast, as things change and evolve and grow, and as I utilize different things, I will definitely keep you up to date on how I'm using them. My opinions may change. My thoughts may change just as yours could too, but I would love to know your thoughts. I would love to have a conversation with you about AI and technology and where things are going with AI. So please, please, please feel free to head over to Instagram, find me at girl means business, send me a DM, find my post where I'm talking about, you know, asking for people's feedback on AI. 
and let me know your thoughts. Um, let me know what you thought about this episode or what questions you have, um, or you know, if you have different opinions about where you think AI is going in business. Um, don't forget to go down to the show notes and grab the um, link to the AI guide. You can get the paragraph that I used for ChatGPT to really customize um, my chats and my content that Chat that ChatGPT. I will eventually learn how to say that properly in a, in a phrase. Um, but it'll give you that paragraph that I use along with some other great tips of how I'm utilizing chat GPT in my business. So, all right, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week, and I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. 